You're listening to Grow Yourself Up, a weekly mental health podcast hosted by Kath Cunahan. I'm a psychotherapist, writer, and speaker working in private practice in London. I specialize in the impact of our own childhood on our parenting and how we can heal and integrate our childhood trauma, wounding, and stress so that we can inhabit our full adult selves. Join us each week as we talk about all things growing ourselves up, how we can tend to ourselves in our parenting, generational healing, and overcoming the impacts of childhood trauma. Together, we will become more self-compassionate, connected, authentic, resilient, and heart-centered, so we can live our own full and beautiful lives. As a listener of this podcast, you're welcome to come over and join the Facebook group. So search on Facebook for Grow Yourself Up. It's a private Facebook group of all the listeners. And did you know there are journal prompts that go along with every episode? So sign up for the journal prompts on kathcunahan.com or go to my Instagram, kathcunahan, and sign up at the link in the bio there. And you will get my newsletter, Nurture, Heal, Grow, which contains all the journal prompts. Looking forward to seeing you in the Facebook group. The podcast is produced each week by the wonderful Audio Cafe. Thanks for being here. Hello, it's episode 48 of Grow Yourself Up. Thanks for being here. Today, I actually had another episode for today, but um, I'm going to do an episode on jealousy and envy today because something came up um, over the weekend actually on Instagram. So I'm like really late recording this, but I think that it's really important because these are also feelings that we really need to acknowledge and hold for ourselves, but many of us want to suppress, deny, or repress them, or kind of completely avoid them. So what we're going to focus on today is looking at um, how jealousy and envy can manifest, what they can be telling us, and how they're really useful to listen to, actually. So just to start off, I'm going to um, give you a definition of, of jealousy and a definition of envy, and I've taken these from dictionary.com. So jealousy is a feeling or state of resentment or a bitterness or hostility towards someone because they have something you don't and something you want. Um, envy is a feeling of discontent, of sorry, discontent or coveting something that something that something that someone else has. So it's re- with regard to someone else's advantages in life, their success, their possessions. So it's it's something that both of them point to something that you may want, which someone else has. And I think that they're driven a lot by the idea that if someone else has got it, you can't have it. And so the the feelings around jealousy and envy are so um, painful often because we live in a culture which says there's scarcity, there's lack, that there's like a defined amount of something available, which is a fixed amount. And so we often have this assumption that if someone else has got um, something we want, if they've got, um, I don't know, very green grass outside their house, or they have a lovely house, or they have a car we want, or um, they've got the sort of partner we would like, somehow with the scarcity programming, um, which comes from a lot from the culture we live in, so a lot from capitalism, actually, we believe we can't have that. And so that makes it even more painful to experience these feelings. But if we 
um, flip that and we believe, in fact, this is an abundant world if we really work on um, believing that and embodying that, because this is an abundant world. There is an abundance of love. There is an abundance of um, uh, beautiful things. There is beautiful nature everywhere. Um, we can always, always have more love in our lives by starting with more love for ourselves. And um, this also needs a whole another episode talking about a lot about kind of manifesting and um, shifting our worldview. But particularly when we've grown up with with trauma and stress and wounding, we it feels like everything's very limited and that we have to strive and strive and strive and strive to get a small piece of the pie. And um, I want to kind of help you shift away from that to think this is an abundant, joyful world. I'm not. I don't need to tear someone else down to get what I need. There is, um, there is enough. There is enough for me because otherwise we can get into a very, um, kind of twisted and negative position of thinking, um, I'm never going to get what I want because there isn't enough or I'm never going to, um, be able to find a partner like that or I'm never going to be able to create the business I want because there isn't enough. And that thinking actually keeps us back. And that's a loss also a lot to do with what feels safe enough for our own system. So safe enough for our nervous system. But if we, the basis of what I'm speaking about now, which is an important distinction is that there is enough. There is, there is, um, there is abundance. You too can have what you would like. It's not to say it's not going to take hard work. And indeed you may have systemic factors that impact, um, you, um, more than, more than other groups. Um, but there is, we always have a choice and we can, uh, seek to create the, la- the life we would love to lead. And actually our jealousy and our envy are helpful entry points into this. Okay. I'm going to back up a little bit and explain what I mean by this. Okay. So let's just talk a little bit about these feelings. Jealousy and envy are often feelings that we experience shame for feeling. So you may have heard growing up, oh, it's not nice to be jealous of someone. Oh, um, there's, I think envy is even considered one of the seven deadly sins, whatever that means. And so these are seen as um, unattractive, undesirable emotions. There's a lot of kind of messaging around that. And so you may have been shamed as a little person for being jealous of your best friend or jealous of your siblings or envious of um, maybe they had a better bedroom than you had as a child or a swimming pool or um, they had better handwriting or better parents or, you know, there's these feelings are entirely, entirely human and normal, I would suggest, because all the full range of feelings are normal, even though I really don't like that word normal. But um we many of us learned that um feelings which which were which moved us away from being nice in adverted commas so you know nice nice girls don't feel like that or nice boys don't feel like that they don't have these like unattractive unpalatable emotions and so you might have learned that having these feelings is makes you like a bad person and i'm using bad also in adverted commas um and so it feels like you need to avoid them when you have them or any hint of those feelings needs to be avoided because it's going to mean something about you. And I really want to kind of relieve you of all of that and to say, have all those feelings, welcome them in, look at what they are telling you. And we'll have a look at what they could be telling you because 
really, I understand that you have shame about them. I also have had shame. You know, we have multiple layers of shame about things about us that were shamed as children. And then we layer on more shame about what society tells us. And the really, if we, if we're going to consider in this podcast, we're, we're looking to live in a more authentic, heart centered, resilient and connected way. And all of that is also starting with yourself. So we want to be more connected to ourselves, more heart centered on our own experience, because then we can, um, help our, you know, we can spread love in our families and on our, in our communities. But core to this is, is really integrating and working with our own shadow side and, that means that we we kind of tend to these feelings. We we look at what they're telling us. We don't try and just squirrel them away. Or, I mean, there's many many ways we can um, avoid our feelings. So, some of the most kind of popular psychological t- techniques for avoiding feelings are suppression, repression, and denial. So you kind of just pretend, oh, I don't feel like that. I'm like so like Mother Teresa, I'm so cheerful and nice all of the time. Of course, I don't feel jealous. And I want to suggest that type of attitude does you a massive disservice because you're not allowing yourself the full range of your emotions. And you're mistakenly believing that if you have all of these human emotions, you're somehow bad. You're not bad. You just might have learned that as a child. You're a full person. This does not mean that we go and kind of spray our our um, jealousy and envy all over the place and act out of it in an uncontained way. So I'm going to kind of delve more into that because we want to be noticing what our feelings are telling us and containing ourselves. So we we often, if we haven't learned in our families to process all our emotions, we want to split off our um, our darker bits and the things we think are not nice we want to kind of pretend we don't have them. And so we often might um, try and split them off into other people. That's a kind of a more complicated psychological concept, which I will go into, um, but maybe not right now though. But I want to say, what about we just welcome them in and look at them and forget about being nice. Nice is very, very overrated. At the core of niceness is often self-abandonment and trying to please other people. And, Really, we can be kind without being nice because kindness is also self-kindness. So I would suggest rather go for kindness, be courteous, be polite, be as honest as is appropriate in a situation, but you don't need to be um, nice at the expense of yourself. And I'm not trying to say be an arsehole. I'm not, not saying that at all, but you're allowed to be a full human with all your expression of um, of your feelings. I'm going to give you an actual example so that you understand what I mean um, about not kind of acting out of our feelings all of the time. You know, we often, we focus a lot on helping our children with managing their own emotional experience. And that can be super challenging when you have not had your own emotional experience held as a child. So had someone around you to name your feelings for you, to help learn how to process them in healthy ways, to contain them, and then to take appropriate action. And so for many of us, that's what we're trying to learn to do as an adult. So let me give you a specific example around this, specifically related to jealousy and envy. And I think that jealousy and envy are so important to discuss in this context because uh, in the context of our families, with friends, with um, with with the, with all the stuff that comes with parenting, so um, 
getting into a relationship, if you want to be partnered when you have a child, um, getting pregnant, um, the timing it takes around getting pregnant, the timing around getting a partner. Um, if you want to get married and your partner doesn't want to get married, all of these come with such jealousy and envy because if you are desperate to get married and have a child and all of your friends have done that, you might feel so jealous and envious and almost unaided, unable to celebrate their kind of joy and beauty because you're in so much pain about not having what they've got. Um, it comes, this comes up so much around, um, when, when, when we're trying to have a baby and fall pregnant around if someone falls pregnant quicker than you, um, if they, um, you know, if they, if it's more easy for them, um, in fertility treatment, this can be such, such a painful thing where you might have friends in the, in the trying to conceive community. So TTC and, and then one of them, and maybe you've had a lot of IVF cycles and they haven't been successful. And so you're on a path with someone who's having a similar journey to you. And then suddenly they get pregnant and then you've lost your, your kind of closest resource. And then of course you would feel intense jealousy and envy because they've got what you want and they seem to have, um, kind of had success in a virtual commas. And so these really are complex things we have to hold. And truthfully, sometimes we have to pull away from um, in relationships in order to process some of our own emotions. But this, I want to make this point about again about um, integrating and processing our feelings doesn't mean we cut off from them, and it also doesn't mean we kind of bring them up in all situations and put put them into someone else's like put them into someone else's hands to make them responsible for it because it's it's our responsibility to deal with these feelings. So I'm going to tell you a very personal story about me. I'm the eldest of four children, and I always wanted to um, get married and have children. From a very young age, I wanted to have children. and um, But I was not successful in that because I kept on choosing the wrong men. I mean, if I, if I go into detail about my history, you'll really understand why I kept on choosing the wrong men. That was part of my path. I would always choose unavailable assholes, basically. Um, and... Um, I watched all of my siblings. So I've got one sibling who's like 18 months younger than me, or no, 15 months actually, one sibling who's four years younger than me and one sibling who's nearly nine years younger than me. And all of them got married before me, all of them. Some of them even had children. And um, I was like the like the old person on the shelf, basically. Well, that's how I felt. Um, even though I wasn't that old, but um, – it was some of the most painful stuff was processing that for myself and being present for my siblings in their joy. I can remember when the first person got engaged, I sobbed. Like after getting off the phone from them, I absolutely sobbed and I was intensely jealous and angry and envious. And then someone else got engaged and I had to go to all these weddings and all of these, um, some christenings, I think. can't remember the exact timing now. But um, the thing is, is that, if I repressed my feelings, so i.e. if I denied that I felt like that, there would be a lot of passive aggressiveness that would have come out of me, um, sort of snide comments, um, unkindness, not actually being able to be present for them. Um, and it's not their responsibility to deal with my feelings about the lack of something in my life. It's my responsibility to deal with that. At some point, maybe I did tell them, I can't really remember, but um, I think I did actually. But 
It's my responsibility to process. So it's our own responsibility to process our jealousy and envy, but it's also so useful to look at it, to kind of go, oh, okay. So this is showing me that that's what I really want. I really want to find like a loving partner. I really want to have children. Um, how can I go about doing that? And at some points, um, later when I did quite a lot of online dating, I did talk to people about, okay, how did you do that? And like, to kind of ask what, what works. And this requires quite a lot of vulnerability as well. Um, to kind of admit that we need help and admit that we don't know what we're doing or admit that we really want something. We don't quite know how to get it, but that's, I can, I can suggest that that's actually, actually often a very helpful thing to do. So I would suggest that growing ourselves up is about having those feelings, dealing with them ourselves and tending to our inner child around those feelings. So really, my pain was was my inner child feeling sort of desperate that that might not happen for me um, and needing to really soothe myself around that, to cry, to have all the feelings, and then to still be present in a loving way for the people that I wanted to be in relationship with. Because imagine if someone, if one of my siblings had phoned me up and instead of being joy, like in a joyful place and excited for them, I just burst into tears and sobbed about um like what a disaster my life felt like, or when was this going to happen for me? Yes, yeah, sure, I can do that, but it totally takes away from um from their experience, from me being present for them. And it's it's kind of quite uncontained. Using our own functional adult self to parent ourselves and to help our inner child means that we process those feelings. We take them all to therapy. So taking them to to therapy, taking them to other friends, taking them to even another sibling or, you know, whatever situation you're in. If you are trying to get pregnant and um, then the person that you're doing this TTC journey with, one of maybe your friends gets pregnant, you can have all your feelings, your jealousy, your envy, your upset, your anger, your rage, but possibly it might be best to do that a lot in therapy or with other friends or with um one of your siblings, or if you've got a mother that you're close to, if you have, if one of your friends has a business and you've both launched, um, alongside, um, you know, alongside each other and she's having a lot more success, you can, you can say, wow, I, I really love what you're doing. Um, I'm struggling in this area. Do you have any capacity to help me? Or you can get professional help in the area that you're struggling in. The so trying to suppress the feelings means that you lose the wisdom that's coming from them. You lose the signposts to what you actually want in your own life. And yes, it's messy. It, it's really messy. Like tending to our own emotions is not, when I'm sitting here and saying this to you, it sounds very neat. It's not neat. I really want to say that we are messy, complex, um, humans with, with, a huge array of feelings that, that kind of sometimes you might be really surprised by. And I don't think that we're kind of prepared enough for how messy our emotional life is. So it can be really sort of destabilizing if you imagine that you'd always be on a very even keel. Um, and certainly there are many of us who are on a more even keel than others. Um, I have a, a big feeling band and I've really had to make space for how messy that can be sometimes and not to shame myself for that and to know that it's like your feelings are related to so many things in your life and they are not it's not an absolute truth 
each feeling is not an absolute truth. It's a, it's a signal from your body about something that might need to be done, something you might want. And, um, I think particularly these two feelings are really signposts to something that you may want. So if you feel intensely jealous of someone or envious of someone, notice what it is they, they have that you might want. I sometimes feel jealous of people who don't have children because they have so much more time and, um, space. Like they don't have sort of so many demands on their time. And, you know, there's nothing like I'm in the situation I'm in now, but how can I create more time so that I really tend to that for myself? I feel intensely jealous about people who have, um, really lovely involved parents. So if you've got in- involved grandparents in your life, I find it really painful because it points to something that I don't have and I can't um, change. But I can't go around like bitching and moaning all the time um, to people who do have it. I need to tend to my own grief, if that makes sense. Yes, I'm allowed to talk about it. And um, I did talk about it in um, the Mother's Day that just happened. But I need to grieve that. That's kind of where my work is to really grieve that and to see if I can create other relationships that may approximate that. That's for me what growing myself up in that context looks like. And it's my responsibility. It's not my responsibility to try. Well, it's not my role to, to make other people feel bad about that. Well, that's their responsibility also if they choose to feel bad about it. But, um, you know, my work around that is grieving and seeing what else I can create and then focusing on the good that I do have. There's, there's like a lot of emotional complexity in this, as you can hear. But I guess my headline message is notice when you feel jealousy and envy. You don't need to tell the person that you feel jealous or envious of, but take that somewhere safe. Notice what it's telling you and don't castigate yourself. You're a beautiful, beautiful, complex, nuanced human being who's having the full human experience. And if you didn't have your needs met in childhood, that like might blow your hair back every single day because it feels so foreign. So I'm sending you lots of love. Okay, take care. Bye. You've been listening to Grow Yourself Up, hosted by Kath Cunahan. We'll be back next week with a new episode supporting you to better understand and tend to yourself for more heart-centered, connected, authentic, and resilient living. Music